Joe Rogan speaks out about his podcast. Truckers stage a convoy in protest to the vaccine mandates in Canada, and an alleged doctor does a vaccine dance. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. All right, so many of you are very familiar with Joe Rogan. He's had many different types of guests on his podcast. It's obviously the biggest, most watched and listened to podcast pretty much in the in the world as far as I'm as far as I know. But you have the situation where the Democrats, a lot of the, a lot of these far left wing people are trying to shut his entire show down. They've been doing this for or trying to do this for a while now, but things have really started to kind of come to a peak when he had uh, or after the fact when he had Dr. Robert Malone on, which was the doctor that created the technology between but behind the mRNA vaccines. And of course, left when people don't want to hear anything this guy has to say because they're entirely wanting to listen to the scientists that they want to listen to, but ignoring the ones that just have a different opinion than the one that is the mainstream in their eyes. And so Joe Rogan has been obviously having to face off with these people in this regard and it's causing a big stir in the media and just about everywhere else. So this is a short clip of Joe Rogan kind of explaining the situation and explaining, trying to at least cause a little bit of, of decency from these crazy left-wing lunatics that are attacking him over and over about his show. So here, here's Joe Rogan chiming in on this particular topic. There's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now, that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. 
I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. All right. So that's just a snippet of that there. But he's absolutely correct, especially in the end there where he's talking about the idea that misinformation changes over time. What's true today was not necessarily considered as true by the establishment just six months ago. That's just the reality. I mean, the idea in and of itself that you have when, when we talk about the vaccine efficacy, for example, that's one of the biggest ones where all of these variants started cropping up. And it's like, oh, wait, most of the people that are actually in the hospital right now have had the vaccine or at least one vaccine, some type of vaccine, maybe maybe even all of them with the boosters and everything else. But those statistics have changed. There was a time when most of the people that were in the hospital were people that were unvaccinated. That is not true anymore. So it's kind of this idea where, and I've posted about this in the past, where whatever the the people are, whoever they're calling the conspiracy theorists and everything else to shame them, to shut them up, to get them banned. When they're calling you a conspiracy theorist, all it really means is that you're going to be right six months from now. That's really all it is. It's just that they're behind on what's actually taking place. And, And the things that we knew a long time ago, the CDC waits six to 12 months to say, oh, by the way, you guys were right all along, by the way, you know, we just, we just figured this out. That bothers me because the the idea that none of these people understand that information changes things are the same ones that are trying to basically ban whatever it is that they see online, no matter what it is. So Joe Rogan is obviously uh, talking about that in that in that particular clip there. But really what you're seeing, too, is that Joe Rogan is kind of like the new Trump in the way that the media is treating him. That's really the key, because Trump was banned. It didn't matter what. He said it didn't matter how he, how it was going to happen. They were going to ban him anyways. But Joe Rogan is kind of this person where he's stuck in the crossfire, right? He he's not a conservative. A lot of people are like surprised when Joe Rogan may say something like, "Oh, I'm uh, I think Michelle Obama should do this," or I, "I like Bernie Sanders or something." Joe Rogan was never a conservative, and I don't think he ever will be. He's always been a kind of center left leaning individual. But when you see the way things are happening. His show is just say, hey, look, we have far left people on. We have centrist people on. We have right ring people on or people with different opinions. And it's just a conversation. The left is afraid of open discussion. That's the t- the key kind of takeaway behind all of this. They don't want people to have a, a, a platform or a show that people can tune into where people can actually just talk about whatever they want to talk about. That's actually a threat to the left, people being able to think for themselves. I mean, we've mentioned this in so many different ways. It's the, it's the same idea that most of the hate I get online are not from black people, actually. It's mostly from white liberals, you right? And, and then next to that, you probably have black liberals as well. But you get the idea that it's these people that say, hey, look, you're supposed to be thinking in this way. That we're going to tell you what to think and how to think, and that's how you're going to behave. And if you step out of that, out of line, if you are, are not lockstep with that, uh, with being in the plantation that we have for you, then we have a problem. We're going to shame you. We're going to make sure you get uh, taken down from all of the social media platforms um, or what have you. And that's the way they treat all of this. Um, but you have Joe Rogan being demonized very similarly to the way that they are un- were unjustifiably demonizing Trump. And you're seeing those exact same comparisons. Uh, he was like basically the situation was actually revolving around Neil Young. If you remember, Neil Young's the singer. A um, little bit old for my taste. I, I haven't uh, really dabbled in his music or anything like that. But 
apparently he used to be pretty big back in the day. And he was, uh, I guess he had a song out that was really about going against the establishment. And here Neil Young is being the person that is the establishment, right? So he takes his music down off of Spotify. Spotify really kind of didn't care all of, all of that much from what it seemed like. But uh, Joe Rogan chimed in on Neil Young leaving and he said, first of all, I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan since I was 19. I was a security guard at one of his concerts that he did. Uh, but yeah, so he kind of is just talking about that that situation. So it's kind of interesting seeing the circumstances surrounding that. But there were other, I guess, musicians as well that stepped down. But all of these people basically proved to themselves that they're entirely irrelevant. Nobody cares, right? Like nobody was on Spotify specifically and only for Neil Young. But you see these, these liberals getting so triggered that they're willing to lose out on some income simply because somebody had an open discussion about something. I mean, that that's where we're at right now. It, it's no longer you needing to necessarily display a right-wing opinion or something along those lines. It's just for a show to exist where anybody could be invited on to simply have a conversation. They don't want that. They want the echo chamber. That's all that they've ever wanted. It's never been about the actual free speech or, or, or anything of that sort. So, so apparently Spotify, speaking of them, they're going to be adding in a new warning label to the podcast that deal with COVID-19. That could be mine too if you're listening on, on Spotify. I'm not sure. I haven't really checked, but we'll see what happens with this. But this is very similar to what YouTube does, right? So even in, besides demonetizing content or uh, basically suppressing videos, what they're usually doing is adding this little tag below the video. If you even mention COVID in the video, they of course... Put that in there. Okay, look, you. This is COVID nineteen possible misinformation. For facts about this, please, you know, visit directly to the CDC website. That's basically how they put it in the description there. So this is very similar to what the uh, what Spotify is trying to do now. So they said in their statement, we are working to add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID nineteen. The advisory will direct listeners to our dedicated COVID nineteen hub, a resource that provides easy access to data driven facts. By the way, which change all the time, as we've talked about before, up to date information as shared by scientists that we support, physicians that we support, academics that also believe in everything we believe in, and public health authorities around the world. Once again, same thing, as well as links to trusted sources that our fact checkers have determined is correct, right? You see this all the time. They want to make it seem like, oh, well, we're, we're just going to give you some resources to, to determine what you need to know. I know what those resources are. They're the same resources that everybody else is using to basically say that if you say anything outside of this range, then you are going to get your video pulled, that that you are spreading this misinformation, that it's false information, when in reality, it's somebody else's opinion on the situation. It doesn't matter how validated they are, how credentialed they are. To the left, Anybody that's going against the the specific doctors and scientists that they want to hear from is a threat to their narrative. That's how this has always worked. So we'll see what happens with this on Spotify. But obviously, Joe Rogan's still still going, still kicking, still doing what he has to do to at least keep a show up because it's important that we have open debate and discussion. So Whoopi Goldberg, many of you probably heard about her remarks on The View. Well, she came out and she basically was talking about the Holocaust, specifically about this book called Mouse. It was banned from this school. Well, Whoopi Goldberg came out and she basically said, you know what? This really wasn't even about 
race. The Holocaust wasn't about race. It was actually about, and, and hear this, it, it was actually about just people being mean to each other, right? It's about the the inhumanity of human beings. That, that's what this is all about, okay? So this was her, what she thought was a genius take at the time, saying that it was not about race. And and I put up a separate video on YouTube about this more dedicated. There's actually two talking about this. So definitely check those out if you have time. But the idea was is that she's trying to say that it was about man's inhumanity to man, which I mentioned in other videos. Well, that's the same thing as what happened in slavery. It's about man's inhumanity to man or any other thing. It's basically trying to put it uh, kind of in comparison to every other bad thing that's happened in the world and say, this isn't the same thing as slavery. Because she and she literally said this, you like for for racism to exist for her, she must be able to see it. OK, it's not enough for her that it was to Hitler or was to everyone else that was around there. It was this it's this idea that unless your skin is a different color, it's not considered as racist. It's white people against white people and therefore it doesn't matter. And that's what she said. And of course, she faced a ton of backlash for this because those. Uh, th th that explanation is completely false and, and a complete lie about that. So she then apologized on Twitter saying that she had uh, that I stand corrected about the whole situation. Um, so she she basically is trying to backtrack a little bit on this situation and say that it was something else. And her statement, she says, on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it was about both. And then she went on to say, um, the Holocaust was about the Nazi systematic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. And, and she goes on trying to apologize to Jewish people everywhere. Well, that didn't exactly work so well for her because apparently there was a lot of backlash and enough for ABC to actually do a little bit of damage control in this situation. So um, now she doubled down on this, by the way, as well. So she was on Stephen Colbert and she basically kind of said the same thing. And this was all after the apologizing that she was doing. So after her statement, basically saying, I'm sorry, she said, I feel being black, when we talk about race, is a diff very different thing to me. So she's saying right there that being black is not the same thing as being Jewish in that specific situation. And why she's doing this is because the left must be, they must make a victim group out of all black people, right? That's the way that this is. Th this is. And for them to say, if Whoopi Goldberg were to realize that Jewish people were just as oppressed as black people, then th the only question you have to ask is why is it that when Jews came to the United States, they became extremely successful. Whereas when black people came to the United States or stayed in the United States, many of them are doing extremely bad right now, right? They're, they're living in poverty. They're in the ghetto. They're not, they haven't done anything exceptional, or at least not many of them. Most of them are still uh, in poverty, not doing well for themselves. But when you look at Jewish people, they overwhelmingly are very well educated, uh, very well read. They have good careers, good families, good communities. What is the difference, right? And both groups were oppressed at some point in the past, in the last, you know, 70 years. But yet you see this happen here. You have her trying to basically say it's not the same thing, because if she does realize that, then she realizes that there's no excuse for black people to be in the situation that they're in. And of course, there isn't because we live in a free country. 
There are other groups that have been oppressed that have done better. So there's no excuse for black people that have been in the United States this entire time, far longer, with far more capabilities to consistently still be complaining about oppression in the United States today. And that's what this all really boils down to. This is a far left wing thing that's been taking place for a while. You have Ilhan Omar being one of the people that also stands by these types of anti-Jewish statements as far as an AOC. They're all kind of in that group together. They all do the exact same thing. So ABC, as I mentioned, actually had to do some damage control and they decided to suspend her for two weeks. Now, this is, of course, nothing but a slap on the wrist. She actually recently had COVID not that long ago. She probably spent more time off of the show for that than this. But they said in the statement, effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, and communities. And they went ahead and put that out there. So, of course, yeah, two weeks. I mean, it's something. I, I mean, it could have been nothing, right? But the reality is, is that they should have fired her. I, I mean, that's that's the reality behind this. When you're, when you're talking about making these statements like this, being this far left, this crazy... If it was anyone else, they would be fired. And the reason why I know this is because we had to think back to Gina Carano. Many of you remember her because she was the uh, one of the, the stars that played in The Mandalorian. Well, she tweeted out something not too long ago, specifically in twenty or uh, February last year, talking about the the Germ or the Germany situation that was going on. So she put out this post. Uh, if you're watching this on uh, the video, you can see this. But if you're watching on audio, you have this picture of this woman running away. Right? You have this kid. Uh, chasing after her, the, what looks like younger people chasing after her. So she said in her post, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to this point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them for simply being Jews. How is that any different from hating somebody for their political views? The whole point that she was trying to make behind all of this is to basically say that what this is, is a comparison specifically to the way that mandates are happening right now, the way that they are dividing America by saying they're unvaccinated. And then there's the vaccinated and the, the unvaccinated. And this is your problem that you must fix by getting vaccinated. That's what's happening right now in the United States. And that's what Gina Carano was simply comparing it to. And Whoopi Goldberg completely misrepresents the the facts around the situation dealing with with uh, World War II and gets two weeks. Gina Carano got fired from her job, the Mandalorian, gone, out, out of the way. She can't do that job anymore and probably won't be able to do anything else in Hollywood at all because of tweeting out something that was factually based and comparing it to what's happening, the inklings of what's happening now. Whereas you have Whoopi Goldberg entirely misrepresenting misinforming people about what happened during World War II, and she gets two weeks. How does that work? This is a prime example of the liberal hypocrisy that happens in Hollywood. It's, a, it's also a prime example of the real bias that's there, the real privilege, right? It's black liberal privilege. It never has been specifically about some, some uh, right-wing white person. No, that's not what it is. If you're a liberal in Hollywood, you have the privilege to basically say and do whatever it is, it is you want to do, and you can get away with it. Because nobody's going to check you on it. They're just going to say, slap of the wrist, two, two weeks, you know, no big deal. 
Whoopi's not sorry. She obviously isn't. I mean, she went back and basically doubled down on her exact same point that she made the first time. So clearly, she's not sorry. She doesn't care. But yet you have all of, the, all of these networks trying to go to bat for her and help her out, even though nobody's willing to punish her whatsoever, for real, for what she actually was saying. So th that's just that hypocrisy that you see happening in Hollywood uh, that shouldn't really surprise anybody. So to switch stories a little bit, right now, Canada is not the place you want to be during COVID, right? They never have been, of course. Justin Trudeau is absolutely terrible. He's done a terrible job dealing with stuff. And of course, they tried to push through these mandates, the vaccine mandates. Uh, and Joe Biden also, in, in conjunction with that, was pushing through mandates for anybody that was a Canadian trucker trying to import goods into the United States that they were forced to have a vaccine mandate. Well, the truck drivers have spoken, okay? I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to win in this if there's enough of them that are actually protesting, which I think is a good thing because we need to say no. I mean, this is a prime example of how not complying can work, but we have to do it together. We have to do it in numbers. And and the idea is that you have uh, uh, Justin Trudeau finally realizing that. So here's a clip of him. Uh, this is kind of the initial clip that he put out, basically demonizing all the truck drivers that were protesting against his vaccine mandates. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect, uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers, and quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. So you basically get the idea there. And of course, he's saying, well, I had no problem supporting the protesters when they were basically far left uh, causes, right? Like BLM and Antifa or whatever. I mean, if, if you're watching this on audio, you can't see this. But here's a picture of Justin Trudeau right there in blackface. I mean, so how and he's done it, I think, three or four times, by the way. So how in the world is that OK? But and you, you'll you know, you'll go ahead and you'll protest with the BLM cause because that fits your narrative. But you're going to just ignore what's happening. And of course, he escaped and ran away because he's a coward. That's exactly what cowards do. They run away from the problem. They don't want to face the problems. And that's exactly what you're seeing Justin Trudeau do in this situation. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, the thing is that he's about to realize very quickly that you need truck drivers to drive an economy. OK, because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to do this without the drivers, without these trucks. They, they can bring the entire economy around the globe to a screeching halt if they actually protest in good numbers. And so this is a wake up call, I think, for a lot of people to say, you know what, we need to do something. You need to stop hiding like Justin Trudeau is doing and actually do something to make this situation better, to change this, to get rid of these ridiculous mandates and let people do their jobs. So messing with these truck drivers is not a good idea. And he's learning that the hard way. And maybe that's the only way he will learn, because ultimately, you know how some of these politicians are. They need to actually deal with some actual consequences. And, and when people start to not get their goods, when people are not able to ship things, then all of a sudden they're looking at Justin Trudeau like, hey, man, you might want to do something about that because 
this is ridiculous. But let's keep in mind, like I said, Canada's not the place you want to be right now. It never has been. They've never had freedom. Uh, their situation's always been far worse than ours is. Just to name a few things, for example, in Quebec, up until January 17th, residents were curfewed in their homes from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. So you couldn't even go out during that time or you were going to guaranteed get arrested. Um, another portion of this, there was that pastor that got arrested like three times because he refused to close his church. I mean, when you're looking at the freedom of religion here in the United States, which we kind of have for the most part, Canada doesn't have any of that. I mean, they were telling that guy to close his church. I think it was the, the author Havlovsky, I think it was his name. And he got arrested for having it open. That that could be coming here very soon if we don't pay attention to this stuff. So he also called the group a fringe minority, a small fringe minority, and condemned them for their views. And this was right in line uh, with when he characterized the unvaccinated as misogynist and racist, because those are the kind of marquee terms for Democrats right now. For anybody that's a left-wing person, you just call them racist and you're good, right? <laughs> that's how it makes sense. Even though you yourself are the one that did all of the blackface, not that I care about it, but it's just showing the hypocrisy in all of these people. The way they try to run away from it is absolutely ridiculous. So here's a clip of Tucker Carlson talking about this whole situation going on with Justin Trudeau as well. People have long whispered in dead seriousness that Justin Trudeau is the biological son of Fidel Castro. You could laugh it off, but now it's becoming pretty easy to believe. Trudeau has used systematically COVID to short circuit democracy in Canada and to end organized Christianity there. Canadians can no longer travel freely within their own country. They can no longer return to their own country at certain parts. Pastors have been imprisoned for holding church services. The unvaccinated can be sent to jail for buying certain products in stores. In the town of Gatineau, family members were arrested for celebrating New Year's Eve in their own home. Every large institution in Canada pretends like all of this is perfectly normal. It's always been this way. Canadian media, which are largely controlled by the government, support these policies and Trudeau uncritically. In Nova Scotia, protests against Justin Trudeau's vaccine mandates are now banned by law. Rarely has a nation changed this quickly or more unequivocally for the worse. And last week, thousands of Canadian truckers reached their limit. A convoy of truckers converged on the capital city, Ottawa, to demand peacefully, cheerfully, but persistently an end to Justin Trudeau's tyranny. Justin Trudeau's response to this display of democracy, he fled the city. Trudeau evacuated his official residence and hid in an undisclosed location. He is still cowering there tonight. Will he come back? Has he abdicated? Will Canada be ruled by a junta of truckers? Well, not at this point. He emerged by video conference from his lair to declare that Canadian citizens who disagree with them are in fact attacking democracy. Watch. There is a right to protest. There is a right to make your voices heard loudly and clearly. There is not a right to shut down our democracy, or our democratic processes. There is not a right to abuse, intimidate and harass your fellow citizens so expressing your views is an attack on democracy. And by the way, how dare you express your views as if you were free people? That's tyranny. Democracy is when you obey like serfs. So that's the general idea of what uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about in there. And just for those that are wondering kind of what this whole convoy looked like, uh, here's a quick clip of that as well. Um, as you can see, you have, I mean, just... 
every part of this road is just covered with trucks right now. Canadian flags all over the place. This is the real situation behind what's going on. And this is why this is necessary. I mean, this is awesome to see this, this many people out there trying to do something about this. So that, that's kind of what that basically looks like. But we also have to, to understand, too, at the same time, that when he's talking about these people and he's saying, oh, well, they're racist and they're this and they're that. I mean, really, what does that actually even mean? Is this guy, for example, racist? Hi, my name is Gurtek Singh. I'm from London, Ontario, and I'm here for my freedom and my rights. I love my freedom and my liberty as much as everybody does. And I hate a government telling me what to do with force. That's all I'm here for. It's about choice. It's not about vaccines. And we are all together. We are all Canadians. We are all truckers. Go ahead, truckers. Yeah. Thank you very much. In heaven. Hallowed be thy Hallowed name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine art the kingdom, the power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 So you have these people praying, you have this guy that clearly is not uh, white that's talking about this whole situation. I mean, who, what of these people are actually racist? I mean, once again, this shows that they're just coining these terms, just throwing them out there because it's the best way that they can try to demonize somebody when they don't actually have a good argument. Here's a photo that somebody actually posted on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's this black guy holding the sign saying, Trudeau says, I'm a racist. Of course, it, it's for the comedy, but in a way, it's true. This is exactly what he's doing and trying to basically demonize everybody, whether it makes sense or not. They don't care about the narrative or what's true. Uh, and here's just uh, a little bit more more of some of these different, uh, uh, once again, just more clips of these convoys and things like that. But that's the basic gist of how this has been handled. And, and then in this video clip, you actually have a, a lady that's trying to uh, hand out different meals to some of the truck drivers as well, because it's going to be held up by people that understand what's going on in here and are trying to fix the situation, help the situation, and improve the situation. That's what this is ultimately always going to be about. And that, to me, is what we need to be paying attention to here. If, if we don't pay attention to what's happening in Canada, it's going to happen here. And it already kind of is, or at least we're hearing some uh, some stories about it, where some of the truck drivers in the United States even are looking at basically doing a convoy from California to D.C. as well. So that also kind of puts this big wake-up call on everything to say, you know what, you need to end these mandates or we're not going to do what we're doing. And if enough people actually stand up, this whole non-compliance idea really takes effect. This is the only way for things to change. And, and Tucker Carlson kind of also hinted at this when he talked about the idea that Justin Trudeau, along with the Biden administration and a lot of other people, have used COVID, right? They, they've used this emergency or what used to be an emergency and blown it out of proportion to basically do whatever it is that they want to do. Regardless of what the facts say, regardless of what the science says, they don't care. It's going to always be about them. So with that being said, um, just one more story for today. There's a a doctor, and I'm, and I'm kind of doing the quote signals because I don't know who this lady is exactly, but she and this other guy put up this, this video, this dance video about the vaccine on TikTok, and it's absolutely probably the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Check it out. Uh, my name's Nicole, and I'm a doctor for kids, and I help parents not lift their lids. Woo! 
Ready? Roll call. I'm Dr. Todd. I know the tricks to keeping kids from getting sick. Woo! Oh my God, Todd, I, what are we gonna do? It's like, people just don't believe us anymore. I know, I know, Nicole. You know what? These people would rather just listen to some random person or somebody on social media. I bet they couldn't even pass Mr. Jenkins' ninth grade science class. I totally know what you're saying, Todd. And, but I just, what are we gonna do? I don't know, maybe, wait, what if we created the, the perfect, perfect cheer? Vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Who's that girl talking about vaccines? It's me. It's me. Who's that girl talking about vaccines? It's me. It's me. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. C O B I D. COVID. You can take a knee. Okay, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with that one. But seriously, who in the world do you think they're actually going to uh, convince with any of this? I mean, really, I I'm absolutely curious to see who in the world it is that's watching that video, actually thinking that something's that something changed their mind about that video, besides the fact that I'm going to stay as far away from the vaccine as possible after seeing it. So, uh, really weird. Now, the real awkward part about this whole story, uh, or this whole video clip, is that this lady was actually at a Biden town hall. And, and, and if you've watched the Biden town halls before, they're the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, but the ones they did for uh, Biden at the time, there were some people up there that said, okay, this person is a Republican uh, and they want to ask this question. And you listen to their question and you're like, that person's not a Republican, right? Like, what? Well, apparently this lady was actually one of those people that claimed that she was a Republican at a Biden town hall to make it seem as if these are what Republicans actually think. Okay, it's ridiculous. Uh, check it out here. I want to stay on this subject. I want to get to Dr. Nicole Baldwin. She's a pediatrician and a Republican. Dr. Baldwin, go ahead. Doc, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Thank you for taking my question, Mr. President. I am a pediatrician who utilizes social media to educate about health. And I'm very concerned about the rise in misinformation from the anti-vaccine community that is eroding trust in life-saving vaccines. Spread of this misinformation and declining vaccination rates could leave Americans vulnerable to vaccine-preventable diseases in the future. So what I want to know is, what is the White House doing to combat medical misinformation and to restore America's faith in science? Now, Peter, I must ask before we take flight if you and your pal Tinkerbell are up to date on your immunizations. Now, Beast, did I just hear you say that you're worried about the antigens that are in your vaccines? Lion, did I hear you say you're afraid of shots? Well, do you know what's scarier than shots? Diseases. You're due for some vaccines and you're worried that you can't go to the doctor's office because of coronavirus? I've got great news for you. Doctor's offices around the country are doing everything they can to keep their offices safe and clean and especially healthy for their patients. Now, does that look or sound at all like a Republican to you? You know, I mean, obviously not. It's absolutely insane that they do this. That they lie to people on the on the TV, television. She's not a Republican. There's no way. No Republican would be asking about information about how are you combating this medical information. I mean, uh, hello, free speech. What? I don't know. Whatever. Right? Like these people are not 
Republicans, and it shows that all of these town halls they do when they talk about the person being a Republican, it's a lot. These people are actors; they're paid actors to pay to pay to basically pretend as if they're a Republican while asking these stupid far left questions and everything else. So besides that, you have her acting like an idiot on these TikTok videos, doing all of these ridiculous dances, changing nobody's mind, not doing anything good for anybody, while masquerading around in the day, pretending to be a Republican at a Biden town hall. It doesn't get more ridiculous than that. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I, I really wish it was, but you can't. I mean, this this is the reality that we're dealing with right now. But with that being said, that's all I have for you on this episode. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. And uh, remember to leave a review as well if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts also. Uh, but I thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.